this could be the moment. Dragunov, calling for it, setting his sight. Oh, sucky ducky quack quack moment. Cover, breaker overcomes the odds again. Wow, here is your winner, and still the NXT champion, Braun Breaker. Welcome to NXT Talk, the show where we cover all things NXT. Tonight, we are chatting all things NXT Halloween Havoc. We're your hosts, I'm Boris, and as always, I am joined by Matt. Bonjour. How's everybody doing out there? We hope you're doing well. Boy, howdy, Boris. This show was, it was up and down like a heart rate monitor. This thing was all over the place. Some excellent matches. Some all-timers, maybe. Uh, some of the worst stuff I've seen all year, the wrestle crap worthy stuff. This was indeed a Halloween havoc, a tribute to the Halloween havocs of old. Yeah, well, it's funny that you say that because, like, you know, my perspective, like, I 100% recognize where the crap went. But let me tell you this, uh, you know, my viewing experience of this was probably different than yours. Um, and it was different than most shows I've had. So kind of my viewing experience of this and my enjoyment of this really was different than I normally would say for the simple fact that, as you know, last night was my uh, my mom's birthday, right? So the whole family was over, and, well, it became a family watch-along of this stuff. Uh, so even the bad stuff was enjoyable just because of the comments and stuff. Uh, so, again, like, I, you know, it was one of those things where I recognized that this is not good, Um but it was just enjoyable watching it with my family, my nephew, my brother, you know, even my sister-in-law was there. Uh, so, yeah, it was, uh, it was a very, very strange night in terms of <laughs> watching this show. But, you know, again, it was, uh, it was very, very good, but very different than normal. Uh, but I did recognize the exact same as you. Uh, but, you know, even what was bad, I would say... I kind of enjoyed it in a, in a weird way last night just because of how I viewed the show, watched it with family, with other people, etc. Yeah, man, it's always it's always a good time when you get like a fresh crew to watch some anything, and especially when it's ridiculous pro wrestling like this. But that's awesome. Happy birthday to Mama Aguilar. That's uh, I'm glad to hear that you had some good times with family. That's uh, that's hilarious. And yeah, not everything was good, but it was at the end a good time. Reminded me of uh, Triple Mania in that way. That's the thing, right? Like, you know, going into these shows, going into any show, and it's something that, like, especially you and I talk about quite a bit. It's like, man, it's pro wrestling. Like, I don't know what people expect sometimes, right? It is pro wrestling at the end of the day. It's just, it's just mindless fun. And that's all it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be time to just watch and be entertained. And, and honestly, at the end of the day, that's what this show gave. And, you know, it, with the matches that we got, you know, to bookend this show, you cannot complain at all. 
Absolutely not, buddy. And wrestling can be more than that. It can elevate itself to uh, something of an art form. But sometimes it's just dudes hitting each other real hard and throwing pumpkins at each other and flying off of ladders onto other ladders. And, you know, like it's okay to have like a wacky, fun stunt show with a hard-hitting, awesome main event. And that's what we got here, man. So, yeah, this was a bit of fun. Some terrible decisions. Some terrible uh segments i don't even know what you would call alba fires funhouse we're gonna get into all of that I, I i think i actually would like to start with some notes from sean michaels's uh conference call after the show the uh, the post show wrap up here go ahead all right so yeah uh, this is just from uh you slash lep 106317 from reddit so i'm just grabbing this straight off of squared circle so I'm, I'm gonna read this verbatim. Thanks to user Lep one one zero six three one seven. Anyway, yeah, and it's funny. Sean, like, so we easily could have had our own uh, uh, kind of write up, but at the end of the day, I just I, I didn't want to work more last night. <laughs> Love your dedication, buddy. You know, that's fine. In the future, like, I, I wish I would have known because I would have actually tried to stay up. But, like, honest to God, I fell asleep before the main event. Like, I turned the show off, fell asleep, I needed some fucking recharge time, watched the main event this morning. It was excellent. Amazing match. But, yeah, had I known, I would have done it too. But, yeah, in the future, we'll try to do this. But, yeah, for now, we're relying on the great works of LEP on uh, Reddit.com. Anyway, here we go. So, Shawn Michaels says he's excited for Donovan Dijak to come back to NXT. His head writer had the idea for the vignette tonight where a man throws a mask into the fire. That was, in fact, to reintroduce Donovan Dijak. Said they don't want to insult people's intelligence and pretend people who change gimmicks are completely new people. They lost Dijak abruptly in 2020, and they wanted him back. So Donovan Dijak coming back for us. Yep, yep, I saw that. Uh, kind of had this weird suspicion that that uh, weird promo was him. Uh, and, I, th you know, we all remember the, some of the classic matches he had uh, in NXT, especially kind of his few matches with Keith Lee. Uh, so I'm really excited to see him back and super excited just to kind of see, you know, especially in this new era, what he's going to be doing, uh, you know, with his experience and people with a little less experience than 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 what, you know, he was used to. Yeah, he's uh, he's one who needs a reset. He's got a ton of potential. I hope he finds it. Gets a good push, good character in NXT. Uh, Shawn Michaels said cinematic matches will not be a regular thing. Felt like it fit the theme for tonight. Glad to hear that because this was kind of a disaster in my opinion. Dude, honestly, uh, <laughs> though, here's the thing. I'm seeing being praised in some circles. So go figure, right? Again, so subjective. <laughs> so subjective. Yes. Pro wrestling is subjective. I don't know what circles those are, but yeah, I, I would like to steer clear of all of said circles. Shawn Michaels said he thinks it's the same circles that are sorry. Got to throw in this joke. Same circles that are praising the fact that Penta is getting a random title shot against Moxley on Wednesday. <laughs> Just a weird random shot to interrupt my flow for, but I'm feeling it, buddy. I'm, I'm loving it. All right. No, it's just like it's, said, a, it's it's such a logic thing, right? Like, um, so go figure, right? It's like uh, people are going to find something to complain about everything, and people are going to find something to praise about everything, right? This is what I mean. It's like so subjective, and I just love seeing all the fights and stuff. It's just like, just enjoy shit, people. Yeah, yeah man. 
Um, okay, so Shawn Michaels said he thinks announcements for NXT Japan and NXT Mexico might be coming in 2023. He can't say how he knows this, but he can't say he knows a guy who is quite interested in NXT's expansion. So classic cheeky Shawn Michaels. It'd be interesting if Japan, Mexico, and Europe came in 2023. Yeah, I don't know. Um, sure, whatever. I don't know what that means, right? Like, it just... We, we've seen what NXT UK did to the UK market, right? So, um, I don't know. It, it scares me, but at the same time, you know, the, the, just, the, just the brand itself, WWE, is enough to, 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 to close down a lot of companies. Because remember, in Mexico and in Japan, it's more than AAA and CML. Uh, it's more than, you know, NOAA, DDT, New Japan, All Japan. More than just those companies. There's a tons of smaller ones that we never hear of, really, that, you know, having WWE in their backyard could 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 be really scary. Absolutely. It did completely shut down the uh, European indie scene. But is that a bad thing? We saw how terrible some of the European indie scene actually was. Like, if WWE goes in there, builds a performance center and trains people for real and gives them jobs, security, a safe place to ply their trade and learn it from seasoned professionals. I don't see how that's a bad thing, you know? Mm, it's I don't either, but you know, it's the corporate machine extending its arm yeah. and, you know, taking hold and I don't want to get into that 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 conversation today, but it's for sure an interesting kind of topic to to discuss, right? Um and using what happened in the UK kind of like as the basis of it. But we'll see kind of what their plans are. Um, but you know, God forbid people are, are have a job. Yeah, exactly right. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they try to counter program some AEW with like an hour of NXT Japan or an hour of NXT Mexico or an hour of NXT Europe or whatever it might be. Anyway, Michael says they usually do five matches on these big shows, but thought tonight they would go for six matches since they had a lot of stories going into this show. He says he wants the fans to let him know if they think it went too long as he feels they went a little over where they like to be time-wise. And he says he'll take any feedback to help NXT get better at what they're doing. So Michael's appearing to go with the open book uh, strategy here. It doesn't always work for Tony Khan, but then is Tony Khan really an open book? No, he's not. He's as stubborn as Vince was. Like, let's be honest. He's a stubborn, not just Vince, any booker, right? But it's it's for him, it's the optics. Yeah, I'm, I'm open. Let me know what you think. Person lets him know what you think. You're wrong. You're stupid. Let me shut you down, right? So, again, optics. Smart of him doing that. Uh, but that was actually my thought was just how long the show went. And I don't even mean that in a bad way. I'm just comparing this to, well, takeovers that were two and a half hours long max not that this one went much longer but you know having that extra match kind of did eat up some more time yeah it did go it did go over three although not much over three but uh yeah i uh i tapped out after the whole last alba fire business <laughs> I, I had to 
sit down and was like, I'm not going to pay enough attention to this main event, which I'm sure is going to be fantastic. And it was. Anyway, I just wanted to get into some of the meat and potatoes of what Shawn Michaels said. I do recommend everyone check that out. It is on YouTube. And in the future, we will have it here for you, either playing the full audio on SNME radio, probably on the free podcast feeds, or at least we'll have our own notes. But uh, shout out to that random on Reddit. You're doing God's work. Yeah, we'll have at the very least what we did right now, right? At the very least. Uh, Got to see what uh, WWE allows because, uh, yeah, every company is different. But, um, yeah, so, you know, are you ready to get to the show? <laughs> I, I, yes, but I do want to say it would be hilarious if Shawn Michaels is like, yeah, we're an open book. Give us all the feedback we want, but just don't let them play the audio anywhere. You Not verbatim, right? One thing is a... Is a is a recap. Another thing is verbatim uh, the That's audio it, that they it, have. Yeah, it's a media call. Uh, anyway, we'll 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 figure it out. It would be cool if we could just play the whole media call. Yeah, I think we well, could. I'm not sure though. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what's going on. All right. So um, let's get to the show. But before we get to the show, uh, we're gonna change things up. Back to how they normally were in terms of star ratings we're actually gonna be giving this uh or ratings we're going to be giving our ratings as we chat about the matches and matt as the young guns we love changing stuff up you know we're done with star ratings every show we have a rating system to jure you know a theme of that show a little little nudge a little lull a little ha ha uh you know to go along with the show what are you thinking for for last night's show well there there was lots of pumpkins around the crowd was actually chanting we want pumpkins and to use the pumpkins during the ambulance match on this show so i think we're gonna go pumpkin related ratings a little uh, pumpkin spice to this edition of nxt talk all right, so we're going to start with the pre-show. The pre-show consisted of the normal WWE pre-show, which is just a lot of talking, airing the hype videos that you're going to see during the main show itself. Uh, but of note, they did the they spun the wheel for the Apollo Crews Grayson Waller match. Uh, they spun the wheel uh, to decide the stipulation. The wheel landed on casket match. The panel then talked about that match. Uh, you know, we saw people entering the performance center. Uh, uh, they cut to uh, Alba Fire. She's wearing a Dia de los Muertos face paint on half her face. She invited Mandy Rose to a haunted house. They then cut to Toxic Attraction, all worried about what might be in store for Mandy in regards to the haunted house. Rose said she's fine, and she'll drag Fire back to the ring to get the pinfall. Gigi and Jane looked kind of a little worried, and then the panel talks about... Uh, that match itself uh, we get a brutus creed damon camp hype package uh they talk about the history of diamond mine the panel gave their predictions uh then we get the main event stuff hype package predictions chats uh the panel run through the last bit of the card uh, Mackenzie Mitchell, who was the host, she sends it to the main show, and uh, that was that. So, again, not, you know, there was some important stuff happening, but really, if you missed the pre-show, 
you didn't miss anything uh, of note, no matches or anything. So let's talk about the main show. Um, Shotzi and Quincy Elliott were the hosts of Halloween Havoc. Shotzi was dressed up in a Joker-themed costume, while Quincy was dressed as an evil professor or something like that. Uh, Vic Joseph and Booker T were on commentary. Alicia Taylor was the ring announcer. And we get the first match, which was for the NXT, the vacant NXT North American Championship. It was the ladder match between Carmelo Hayes with Trick Williams, Nathan Fraser, Oro Mensa, Wesley, and Vaughn Wagner. Oh my God. This was insane. So we've been praising the matches in NXT. We were trying to decide what the best 2.0 match was. I think we settled on the ladder match at NXT 2.0 stand and deliver right before WrestleMania. This ladder match certainly trumped that one. I think this was an all timer. I think this was, how could you have a better ladder match with these five guys in NXT, how could you do it? They There were two or three of the craziest spots I've ever seen in a wrestling match in this match. The crowd was with it the entire time. I think the layout was perfect, and the right guy won. This was a brilliant wrestling match, man. This 100% was. So we had uh, Nathan Fraser, in my opinion, with his just absolute star-making match, right? Like, this was his coming-out match. He was great in it. Matt, yes. never thought I would say these words. I thought Von Wagner did awesome in this match. He played the right role, and he played it well. Yeah, he was the big bully. He was the, I don't even know, the, the horror movie villain. He was Jason. He was Mike Myers in this match, and he played that to perfection. To perfection, except for almost decapitating a fan with a ladder. There was a point where he almost hit a fan in the head with a ladder. But uh, I think there will be no lawsuits. Accidents were avoided and yeah, this was just an incredible match. I don't even really want to go spot for spot, but no. we have to talk about at least two. At least two. Yeah, in just one sec. Oromensa, you know, we've been praising him and his work from NXT UK with Ashton Carter for months. For months. And we've always like, these two are an amazing tag team. I was a little nervous when Ashton Carter did get injured uh, just because, like, you know, WWE has this tendency of making both guys from a tag team disappear. But Oromensa stuck around until the very end of NXT UK. They brought him over to NXT uh, stateside. And again, I feel like this was a just a great match where you finally saw what we've been praising about the guy, right? Like, it was just, he was just so good. Um, Carmelo Hayes, what can we say about Carmelo Hayes, Matt? Like, this guy is main roster, just ready, and then some, along with Trick Absolutely. Williams. Not so much the in-ring of Trick Williams, but as a group, as a as a duo, these two, just get them up there ASAP. Like, they need to be yeah. on Raw or on SmackDown this week. I, I, I don't even want to belittle them by comparing them to Enzo and Cass because that is, they're so much better. But picture picture in Enzo and Cass where the tall guy is the one who can talk and the small guy is one of the best wrestlers in the entire company of WWE. And it's just such a cool act. And yeah, Carmelo Hayes is ready. This was not that he needed a star-making performance, but he was the star of this match. He stood out the most in this excellent wrestling match. Yep. Even more than the eventual winner. And let's talk about Wesley for a second, Matt. Wesley has had a 
horrible year. You know, like like let's be honest. Dude's one of his best friends, one of his brothers, uh, one of his rascals, one of his must-see kids disappears for reasons, you know. And again, going back to what I was talking about, you know, Smith and Carter, when the tag team, when one person from the tag team disappears, what do you do with the other person, right? So we were a little nervous about the future of Wesley, but even you and I for the longest time with MSK always called out Wesley that this guy's going to be a star if used properly. This guy has it. I don't, we, so, sometimes when we talk about people, we don't know exactly what we're talking about, like what that it is, what makes that person special. But both you and I praised Wesley. And dude, last night, not the performance that Carmelo Hayes had, but he had a whole other special performance in that match. Finally got the belt, and it was just so emotional. You felt it with him when he finally grabbed that title, and he was, like, almost in tears. And then seeing the social media picture with him and Michaels, seeing just the outpouring of his peers and colleagues praising him and being happy for him. Dude, like, this is the start of something special, in my opinion. Yeah, man, you deserve it has been played out. But if ever there was a you deserve it chant that was heartfelt, it came at the end of this match, you know, and he did, I feel, deserve it after all he's been through professionally and in storyline. Like the character of Wesley has been getting screwed over a lot in matches, losing a lot, getting beaten up, getting bullied, unfairly taken out in the locker room before his opportunities. So uh, never mind the fact that his buddy got fired for uh unceremonious reasons let's just say and move on uh yeah man it's it was a huge win for wesley and a beautiful moment in professional wrestling if you've been following this shit as closely as we have and again i'm gonna go back to my experience like i'm gonna draw from my viewing experience for the simple fact that look you know my my brother and his family rarely watched nxt for a while right they watched the main roster uh but nxt was something they knew of it but who pays it like you know they're not paying attention to week in week out nxt stuff right um my mother loves professional wrestling makes fun of it like to no end but she, that woman knows a good match when she sees one right this match captivated everyone in that room made everyone want to watch the rest of the show like that just goes to show you how amazing this match was how and, and and even they called out wesley saying this guy is something right uh along with carmelo hayes but we're talking about wesley right now this match was just something amazingly special uh and again what made it a little more special for me was the fact that i did watch it with family and even they praised this match matt even they praised this match it's rare that you and i talk while the show is going on, you know, we try to keep these uh, these shows as fresh and un, unscripted. Un, you know, we, we try not to uh, change each other's opinion and stuff like that. Right. But I sent you a message. All time classic. I might have, uh, you know. We'll get into the rating. Stars. Yeah. yeah. Let's, but you did. You did. I did. I did. I called this. This is five. This is a fiver. This is a fiver. Maybe a little early for that. But this is like. The fact that that was my gut instinct, me, who, you know, I'm a little tough on wrestling. I can be a little, you know, a little bit of an asshole in terms of, of what I'm watching, right? I'm very tough on, on everything. I like to have fun, but, you know, 
to give that fiver just just so freely like that just goes to show you how special this match was anyways let's talk about some of the spots in this match because we cannot we would spend more time talking about the spots uh than everything else so let's talk about what stood out for us yes two in particular so the the craziest thing arguably i've ever seen in a wrestling match <laughs> one of the craziest bumps of the year of the decade of the century in the history of crazy professional wrestling bumps uh von wagner picks up wesley uh in, in an ultimate warrior style gorilla press slam but rather than uh just dropping him behind himself like a sack of shit von wagner pitches pitches wesley from the middle of the ring, basically, he does. Obviously, he runs to the ropes, but it felt like he just grabbed him and, and tossed him like a, ba a bale of hay out of the ring onto the announce table where Wesley does not break through the announce table. He bounces, bounces off the announce table like a basketball and lands in a heap below in the feet of Booker T and Vic Joseph. If you remember the ladder match where Dolph Ziggler takes a bump into the office chair, which was actually a crazy thing as well. This was that on acid. This was that times 10. This was the craziest thing Von Wagner will ever be associated with in professional wrestling. Yeah, I hope they got good camera angles for that one when Von Wagner is on the main roster because that's something you just want to show over and over and over and over. Like, you can create a whole character out of that one spot. I don't want to see him doing that to everyone, but watching no. that in, in this match, again, something different, something huge, something special. That's what made this match awesome is that you saw stuff that you've never seen before in a ladder match, period, right? Even even the um, Nathan Fraser's uh, Spanish fly onto the ladder. You don't yes, see sir. that every day. That's the second one. So you do see it more and more in wrestling, and Nathan Fraser and Axiom did it a couple times in their series. The uh, reverse Spanish fly, the moonsault Russian leg sweep, off of the middle rope, right? So picture how much could go wrong when just Chris Jericho is doing his lion salt. How many times, uh, I think against Scott Hall once famously, he almost broke his neck doing the lion salt. Uh, Hayabusa did break his neck doing the lion salt. It's, it's an incredibly dangerous move, just that. So doing that with another person, super, super dangerous. Doing that with another person onto a ladder, that's just like an elevation of danger that sometimes happens in ladder matches and they didn't do it through a through a huge fall they didn't up the height that they were falling through or up the amount of tables they just came up with a crazy spot and put a ladder underneath them but man oh man like that's the first time anything like that's really happened i think in wrestling and it's it was just even if it wasn't on this on this night it was just such a crazy spot. And just like the Wesley thing, it worked so well in this match because it gave Wesley something to come back from. And where you thought that all these combatants were taken out, Wesley actually did survive the, the huge fall and he did come back. And it was just, yeah, this all played into uh, who was getting taken out at what time of this match and stuff. Yeah, just, just excellent stuff. Excellent stuff. Go watch this wrestling match. Exactly. We saw... We saw splashes on bridged ladders to break the ladders. We saw double teams of ladders. We saw a double team on ladder on the outside. We saw 
everything that you can possibly imagine. We even saw Trick Williams and Mr. Stone get involved uh, for for a very scary bump from Mr. Stone. Uh, you know, one thing that I appreciated about this match, and it's something that my family called out because my family just 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 you know how I am, Matt. You know how I am. So you can only imagine the sarcastic com comments coming from my family, right? Um, <laughs> yes. You know, even they mentioned, hey. These people aren't stupid. They're actually climbing the ladder when there's no one around. And I feel like a lot of the match, not a lot, but portions of the match was built around the fact that, hey, I'm alone. I'm going to start climbing this ladder and I'm not going to like climb a ladder like an idiot, like a lot of people do in ladder matches. Like it was just, a, it just seemed like a legit ladder match. I know what you mean. And though it was a crazy stunt fest, it did feel like at all times, everyone was trying to win the match. Yes. Even Von Wagner. Even, even Von, Von Wagner. Wagner. Even the great Von Wagner, forehead and all. So, yeah, man, um, I would say all-time classic, best match on the show, even though the main event absolutely slapped too. I'm going to say this was the best match on the show and all-time status. Yep. All right, so Mello and Lee were trading uh, punches with a ladder between them. Lee gave Mello a jawbreaker on the ladder. Mello and Lee traded punches on the ladder bridge. Uh, so there was, you know, a bridge in the middle of the ring. There was a bridge, uh, then a a ladder bridge between uh, the, the first ladder and the ropes. Lee got on the higher ground, had to say that, shout out Star Wars, and gave Mello a meteora on top of the ladder bridge. Lee climbed to the top of the ladder and retrieved the championship to become the new North American champion in 19 minutes, 17 seconds. I needed a smoke after this match. Yeah, man, I actually needed like time to sit and digest what I had just seen. Four and a half pumpkin pies out of five it's got to be a top 20 top 10 match of the year honestly like this in my opinion this just look at the crowd reactions the entire time all five guys stood out all five guys are now way better off in their careers than they were before they came in this is this is an all-timer man absolutely fucking amazing match yep exactly Exactly. Are you, just, so are, 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 would you go the full five or are you talking yourself down to, to like four and a half-ish, 90%-ish range? I'm going four and a half. I'm going four and a half. All right. Just because we're not Meltzer. And I, I don't mean this in a bad way, right? Like we're not, we, we do not redo the scale. So five is like. Sacred. It's supposed to be sacred. Yeah. So yeah. as great as this match was as much as i'm going to remember this match for many reasons for many of the spots for how i watched this match with whom i watched this match four and a half is what i would have to give this how about you matt same man yeah four and a half pumpkin pies with ice cream with whipped cream with all the fixings boris yep oh such a good match honestly it's such a good match uh, and I'm so glad that this match just started the show just because you knew it was going to be special, <laughs> right? And yes. then, well, um, things yeah, went off the rails. There. <laughs> All right. From so there. So Vic Joseph and Booker T checked in. Random druids made their entrance. They dragged the casket to ringside. But then the show cuts to the pre-show footage where Alba Fire invited Mandy Rose to a random place. This leads us into the cinematic portion of the show. Um, talked to the tractor and drove up to the haunted house area. JC Jane was freaked out. Dolan told Jane that they have a three-on-one advantage. Talks to Trinity had flashlights. There was some goofiness there. Uh, Gigi Dolan kind of reverted back, or we saw some character 
and I'm trying to be nice here. Just give me a second before you say anything, Matt. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm, I'm trying to really hard to be positive. All right, Gigi Dolan. Yeah. We saw some character out of her, and it was more of her Priscilla Kelly uh, character. Uh, she was super excited because she likes all the creepy stuff. Enter the house. Rose said they should split up. Because that's what you do when you enter a haunted house. Jane said that was stupid because splitting up never works in the movies. Rose convinced them to split up anyways. Uh, camera followed Jane, who was freaked out by the random moving statues and skeletons. Alba Fire dragged Jane behind a curtain. Dolan sat down, hung out with creepy horror family and Chucky. Uh, so that one went over real great with my family. Uh, Fire showed up and slammed Dolan into the table. Jane and Dolan brawled in the kitchen. Fire super kicked Dolan into a fridge, uh, you know, where there was a random creepy dude in it. Rose ran into an executioner where she kicked them in the balls. Uh, fire found Rose, hit her in the gut with the bat. Random creepy horror dude slid and was kneed by Rose. Uh, Rose got the bat, but it was taken away by a pumpkin head dude. Rose was carried away after being distracted by a creepy guy with a slit throat. Fire put Rose in the SUV and drove away from the haunted house on their way back to the performance center. So all of this, all of this cheesiness, all of this horrible acting, all of this stuff just to have uh, essentially toxic traction as a non-factor in the match. So we thought. That it, it appeared... It appeared at the time that this whole thing was to take out Toxic Attraction and to lead it to being Mandy versus Alba 1v1. So, yeah, I mean, what can I, I do? OK, so positives. I did like that they tried to give Gigi and JC characters. Now, I understand JC Jane's character. She was normal human who is scared and is just like, what What are we doing here? Let's leave. If we're going to stay, let's just stay together. Why are we splitting up? I I mean, sub Brazzers level acting, Boris, but like I get her character. Can you explain to me Gigi Dolan's character in one sentence, in one paragraph? So she's like, so she's like, she's, she's tough. She's not scared of anything here. But she's also been a coward before, you know what I mean? And she's also a punk girl, but she's also a spooky girl. And she's so she's a goth girl, but she's also uh, a pretty bitchy girl. Here's the thing. Like, she's the goth, she's the popular goth punk girl who's tough, but also a scaredy cat. Ever okay, watched cool. The movie, ever watched the movie The Craft? Uh, no, actually, I have not. Okay, so essentially, in my opinion, her characterization was kind of as the main villain the 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 uh, uh the protagonist the antagonist sorry the antagonist, antagonist in the craft um if you anyone who's watched that movie and now that I'm thinking about that I don't know how many of our listeners have but <laughs> just because I'm thinking of everyone's age right um, the, the Venn diagram there <laughs> yeah I'm not sure the overlap anyways so yes you ex you you essentially kind of described her character you know creepy <laughs> goth mean girl cool here's the thing if this is her character moving forward i'm cool with it because again it gave her something and I, honestly as bad as the acting was she looked like she was comfortable with this character what have i always said about Gigi dolan with her and toxic attraction it just doesn't fit this isn't her this what we saw last night 
was more her than anything else. Uh, okay, I will accept that, although I do not understand the reference and I, I still do not get the character. But I, I do agree that she was more comfortable in this than she's ever been in anything else in NXT. I also laughed out loud at the random sliding masked man who just comes out of nowhere, slides into a V-trigger from Mandy Rose and is never seen or heard from again. That just That was the one thing that I laughed at in this entire thing. This was terrible. This was... Uh, terrible i was watching with a friend uh my roommate casual fan and he was like yeah this is one of the this he was just like laughing at it not with it especially because we've been watching like horror movies and stuff it was obviously a play on like a horror movie but this was like it, it made you appreciate d-level horror acting yeah. and production you know what i mean like terrible terrible stuff look i expect to see and i'm, I'm not defending i'm just saying it's halloween havoc WWE, especially NXT, has always done something this cheesy no. with Halloween Havoc, right? So you get your, it's almost, your yeah. mileage may vary, but this isn't anything new. I said it as a joke off the top, but I feel like it's done on purpose. It like is. they do some wacky, crazy shit to shout out that WCW did wacky, crazy shit on Halloween Havoc, such as Hulk Hogan versus Ultimate Warrior, but like the Chamber of Horrors and Spin the Wheel and Make the Deal and all this fucking nonsense. But uh, but this was shite. This was bad, Boris. I don't care who you watched it with. I'm I glad you I and your family had fun. I don't think it was the worst <laughs> thing on the show, but we'll get there. All right. Oh. Apollo Crews versus Grayson Waller in a casket match was your next match. Matt, thoughts on this match? Oh, so there were five awesome minutes. There were five great minutes in this never fucking ending match. I'm looking on Wiki. It says it went 12.58. It only went 13. That's, a, that's a lie. It, this match is still going on. This was a coffin match where it ends where someone dies of old age. This It felt like it went 35. Yeah. All right, so this match was essentially two different matches. First half, old little shitty coffin. Uh, this match, I don't know. It just, I'm struggling with this match. Really struggling with this match. It was, All right, it so was here's so what weird. happened. Yeah. Waller gave Cruz a thumb to the eye, uh, shoved Cruz off, sending him through the casket. Casket breaks. Referees didn't know what to do because the mat, the lid has to be closed in order for you to win. But when there's no lid, what the fuck do you do? Everyone's confused. Grayson Waller thinks he's got the win. The lights go out. I was thinking we were going to get a weird Undertaker Royal Rumble 94 segment. But no, Cruz just recovers, led some druids back to ringside who brought out a new oversized casket. Then yes, the second half of the match started. Yeah, yeah. Now we get match two, the matching. But yeah, so the double deep, double wide Yokozuna casket. I did like that. That was a fun little shout out. Uh, but yeah, going through the casket, good spot. Could have easily been the finish. I do like that they have something for uh, the heel Grayson Waller to bitch about because he should have won the match, logically, in my opinion. I think that makes a lot of sense. The man in casket, lid broken, match over. But anyway, so we went another fucking 45 minutes after this, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, we did. We did. Now, and this part of the match was similar to the first half, right? And, it, 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 you know, a lot of fighting, a lot of trying to get the casket closed, a lot of, you know, closing the casket, only their fingers are out, a lot of nonsense on the apron. Um, you know, I think it was my little nephew 
who pointed out, hey, that casket looks very comfortable. Why are caskets comfortable? Then a whole conversation divulged into, why are caskets comfortable? Why are they so nice and comfy on the inside when clearly the person on the inside, it doesn't matter how comfortable they are. Whole conversation about that. So I'll be 100% honest. I missed a lot of the second half of the match. I just saw a lot of nonsense, a lot of fighting. And we had a whole side conversation. Look up. Match is still going on. That's hilarious. Yeah, man, that's that's kind of how this felt. I It was your typical and by no means bad Grayson Waller versus Apollo Crews match. But the thing is, they already did a match or, and they just kind of did a second match here. It was, it was very strange, although they were working hard. They were going outside yeah. like this. Is, I yeah, I know exactly what I'm going to rate this. This is the typical, typical hard work, bad match, bad yeah. layout. You know, they, they, you know, they, they, you know, gave some homages to the Undertaker. Cruz at one point reverses a tombstone into a modified gut buster. Cruz put Waller in the casket, but Waller blocks it, uh, the lid, and gave Cruz a right hand. Cruz then blocks Waller's finisher, who he tried to do on the apron, which looked just completely awkward as awkward can be. As uh, you know, Cruz then gave Waller and Ur- uh, Uranagi into the casket, closed the lid. All of that in 13 minutes. How would you rate this match, Matthew? Yeah, I just I, I couldn't call it good. Although there are five excellent minutes lost somewhere in this match. I couldn't even call it average. I think the layout was so bad. There are so many terrible decisions with booking. You'd have to go two pumpkin spice lattes. Overall, a mediocre match out of five. Uh, you know what I really want to see? NXT next week start with... Grayson Waller in the ring. Apollo Crews, you screwed me over. I won that match. I want you right now. Face fight, blah, 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 the whole thing. They go in there. Five minutes sprint. Five to seven minutes. Do the Keith Lee, Donovan Dijakovic match. Do the full bomb sprint. And whoever wins, wins. And that's the end of the feud. That's the match that these guys should be having. Some guys need to like build and work like a 20-minute classic. These guys need to throw bombs at each other and then be done with it. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. And I agree with your rating. All right. Show cuts to the latest Chase You skit. He was grading his students on Halloween Havoc history. He said some students were smart, while others were the drizzling shits. Uh, Chase introduced Duke Hudson as the transfer student to Chase You. Bodie Hayward wasn't a fan of this and was, you know, visibly disturbed the entire time that uh, that uh, Hudson was there. Bodie uh, misanswered a question on Halloween Havoc. Hudson got it right by mentioning Harlem Heat. After the class, Hayward said he doesn't quite trust Duke. I like this Duke being smooth, cool guy hitting on Thea Hale. Uh, there's a little something here. There's a little something here to this Duke Hudson in Chase U situation. I actually did like this. It was very cheesy, but this one worked for me. Yep. Uh, we see Alba Fire driving Mandy Rose back to the Performance Center. And then the hardest working reporter in all of professional wrestling, Mackenzie Mitchell, was interviewing Kit Wilson and Elton Prince pretty deadly about defending the title against Enofian Blade on Tag Team Tuesday. Uh, pretty deadly bragged and did their signature side play check fucking love these guys um the women's tag team champions chance and carter show up uh kind of some back and forth over which duo is going to still be champ after tag team title tuesday yes so uh, we are obviously building to an intergender war here no i'm just kidding i would not watch that if they were but yeah pretty deadly are very good uh kaden carter katana chance god bless them 
Four J. <laughs> that is my official. Versus Roxanne Perez in a weapons wild match. Very divisive match here. I have seen a lot of praise. I have seen a lot of hate for this one. I think this was a good match that got the show back on track. I've seen people say this was garbage, terrible, and I don't think that's true. Dave and, Dave and Brian did not like this match on uh, Wrestling Observer Radio. I think it was pretty good. I This match was slow, and I can see why people didn't like it. This match was slow-paced. Cora Jade really drag this match down the way I'm dragging this sentence on. <laughs> and I'm doing that for I see what you did there. dramatic effect there, right? You see? I, I, I see what, what I'm doing did. sometimes. No, but it was Cora Jade <laughs> acting like the, that heel, right? Like really going slow. And I like she really slowed the match down. And I had zero issue with that. Um, you know, I thought this match was good. Here's the thing, Matt. I said this about Extreme Rules, and I'm going to say it about this match or this card, Halloween Havoc. I love the gimmick. I love the fact that they're using gimmicks properly. I think it's only, you know, for having one show a year where it's like this is, is good. But this at this point was the third gimmick match. And I was just gimmick matched out by this point. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, man. I, I, I feel you there. Uh, and that's the way that's the way the show went. And that's like that's valid. That is a valid criticism. It's not the fault of Roxanne and Cora, but I can't fault you for that criticism. That makes a ton of sense. It didn't really affect me at this point. I had a bit of that in the ambulance match, but I thought both guys worked so hard that it kind of, you know what I mean? I, I kind of got over that, but it wasn't bugging me here yet. I liked the drama. I liked the slow heel work of Cora Jade. Your mileage may vary on that. I also liked the hardcore title in 1999. I thought the road dog had some awesome matches as hardcore champions. Fucking sue me. You know what I mean? So, uh, who knows? Who knows? You, you might you might hate this match. I did like it. I thought it was good, objectively. Agreed. I agree with you. I was also a fan of Norman Smiley and his hardcore title rant, run in WCW. <laughs> now, and not all of those were good, but I was a fan as well. Remember when Sandman showed up? Havoc. Anyways, um, hack hardcore hack hack. hack. I'm, I just I was literally looking at havoc. That's why. Anyways, <laughs> yes. Now. I like this match as well, and I agree with everything that you said. Let's talk about some. Let's talk about the second half of the match. Uh, Perez hits Jade with a Frankensteiner for a two count. Uh, again, this was where things were just very slow at this point. Cora Jade, quote unquote, runs to the crow's nest with <laughs> Perez following her. Jade gave Perez a uh, club and blows I wrote down um, at this point my family says how do you do this every show I say I do not know by doing this <laughs> I meant taking notes uh, Jade gave Perez a body slam on the crow's nest uh, Vic Joseph noted that the floor is harder up there compared to ringside did you know that well, there are mats around ringside, so yeah, it stands to fucking reason, Vic. Fucking also, yes, I- is getting so bad in NXT. I actually liked, I see, I liked Booker T on this show. I thought he did a really good job, but I've seen people, Martin Ryu on our board said he hated Booker T and he would like to never listen to Booker T call a match again. And you know, I, I I guess I understand that. You know what I my issue was? was good. It's what I'm doing to you, and I'm, I'm sorry for cutting off. I apologize uh, greatly, but I did it on purpose to prove my next point. They were talking over each other so much last night. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, exactly. They, they, on a live show, they, they're just working out their chemistry, man. You know what I mean? It happens. But, yeah, I, I, I see that for sure. 
That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Um, they're working out their chemistry still. So I'm I'm giving them time. And honestly, I think that they're gonna they're gonna match. Booker T has been relatively better than he was on Raw. You know, I think that he still has his Booker T isms, and I'm just accepting those at this point. Uh, Vic Joseph is Vic Joseph, not the best commentator, but he adds a I don't know what to the matches, right? So I think they're going to be able to work stuff out. But last night, as good as Booker T could have been, as I don't know why the first word that came to mind was abysmal as Vic Joseph could be uh, like last night. You know, they are going to figure stuff out. And I thought Vic Joseph did well, but they just need to figure stuff out. Anyways, Jade removes abysmal, one of the... Yeah. Abys- abysmal is harsh. But it yeah, is. Oh, I, it's way can... too harsh. It's just like, that's why I said <laughs> it's the first word that came to mind, but it wasn't. it's not even what I'm trying to portray and say it just for some reason abysmal just came to mind maybe it's my personal hatred towards vic joseph for obvious reasons <laughs> <laughs> oh let's leave that aside but yeah so hey, that's yeah, the would, first would... time i've ever said that so like made that joke i don't know if it's i don't know if it's the first time you've ever said it they're up in the they're up in the crow's nest here yes. body slamming each other on the floor which don't you know is harder than a floor with a mat on it Jade Boris. then removes one of the guardrails. Again, slowly. Slowly. <laughs> Jade then jawed at Perez. Perez recovers, staggers uh, Jade at the edge of the crow's nest. Perez was reluctant and hitting her old friend, drawing back to kind of like the, you know, she never hit her. She never finished her off when she could have. Um, but then she decided to give Jade a Russian leg sweep off of the crow's nest onto some tables below. Jade Perez recovered with Jade having the upper hand in the brawl. Jade yelled, you were never my friend to Perez. Perez then recovers, backdrops Jade onto a bunch of chairs. Perez said, you were always my best friend. Uh, and then she gave Jade Pop Rocks, a code red, onto a bunch of chairs for the win in 12 minutes, 30 seconds. So, yeah, it was slow. Like you said, even Cora Jade's run was slow. More of a brisk jog or a Santino power walk. But I liked the match. I thought it was good. The right kind of drama. And Roxanne carried it, uh, especially at the end. But with her selling and bumping, that's what I was interested in the most. So I, I feel like this this did work overall. I'm going to go... Uh, three smashing pumpkins out of five. Shout out to the NWA. Yep. The show cuts to a random person burning a mask in a fire. Uh, it was the old Mace and T-Bar Bane mask. Uh, so that was uh, the tease about Dominic Dajovic coming back to NXT. All right. Host of Halloween Havoc, Shotzi made her entrance dressed up as Beetlejuice this time. Even my sister-in-law said Shotzi makes Beetlejuice look good. She drives I up in her original don't. tank. What? I uh, I I just said, uh, by God, Boris. And I stand by it. Yeah. Drives up in her tank. <laughs> uh, it's getting too creepy. Uh, Quincy Elliott comes out dressed as a banana. Yeah. Uh, Shotzi <laughs> called Elliott the sweetest banana she's seen. Lash legend made her entrance. All of a sudden, Lash has a very bright dress on calls Shotzi a green goblin and said she, 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 meaning Lash, should have been host. Elliot said Lash's talk show was canceled a long time ago. Sure. Uh, Elliot said Lash can take her high heels and scurry to the back. Lash said that Elliot is a banana nut. Elliot said Lash is tall and talented. 
Elliot said Lash's voice is annoying, though, which I agree. Shotzi uh, let, a, let out a yell. Shotzi said uh, she's got this, gave Lash a headbutt and a DDT. Elliot then twerked to Shotzi's theme while Shotzi slapped him in the booty. <laughs> yeah, so not my favorite thing on this show. I Quincy Elliott should not have said that Lash Legend is a bad promo. Lash Legend is not a bad promo, and that's the only thing she's good at, in fact. So don't have a baby face tell the crowd that she's bad at her strength. I don't think that's the way that you're supposed to do wrestling. I thought that was a bad choice. However, Shotzi Juice, five-star costume. Agreed. On everything <laughs> you just said. All right, schism. Joe Gacy, Rip Fowler, and Jack Reed, they cut a promo about masks. Gacy talked uh, to the random hooded person that's been hanging out with them. Joe Gacy hyped up the reveal for the hooded person this Tuesday. They ended the promo by putting on yellow guy fuck issues. This is his is masks. All right, so we have to draw our line in the sand because we've said both. I'm saying it's Afy Valkyrie. Is it Isla Dawn or Afy Valkyrie? Unless Isla Dawn shows up to stateside in the next couple of days, I think it's Afa Valkyrie. Uh, that's not a line in the sand, Boris, but I'll accept it. I will we'll accept your take. Uh, Feels I'm like a little fence-ish. Feels not like at it, all. Feels I, like I'm he's, agreeing he's 100% with you. I'm agreeing 100% with you. I literally just said, unless, but she's not. Going- I doubt it. I'm going to say <laughs> it's not. I'm agreeing with you. Jesus Christ. I'm going full De Niro. He straddled the fence a little bit. Straddled it a little bit. Jesus Christ. <laughs> all right. Remember earlier, and this is this this is the Boris take of all Boris takes, I think. Remember earlier when I said that the haunted house haunted house of whores horrors uh oh, wasn't the worst thing on this show? We can't make that joke, but another cruder podcast would have called it the haunted house of horrors. Please continue. Remember when I said that that wasn't the worst thing on the show? <laughs> yes. What was this next match was really? I wow. hated Julius Creed versus David oh. Kemp in an ambulance match. Now, let me preface this wow. by saying they gave it their all. They did. They looked good. In they worked so parts hard. Of this. They worked hard. They worked hard. They didn't look good. They worked hard. But dude, dude, this match was for two. Like, and this is the thing. This is why some of these uh, gimmick matches was a little too much. I want to see these guys on a regular one-on-one. That's what I want to see. I feel like putting them in an ambulance match in a gimmick match hurt these guys. Okay, for example, for example, when. Julius puts Damon Kemp in the chair, uh, puts the uh, crutch to kind of lock him in, and rolls him into the stairs. It looks so cheesy. You can tell that yeah. Damon Kemp was like flopping onto him, the the stairs, and oh, I'm hurt now. Oh, this hurts that, so much. That's punches, why I got laughter. I, yeah. I don't know whether it was camera angles or what, but the punches throughout this entire match looked absolutely ridiculously Shane McMahon level of bad. <laughs> well, neither one of these men are strikers, although I will grant that to you. This match worked for me way more than it worked for you. Yeah. I thought it just uh, an intense hate-filled brawl. I, these guys are whipping chairs at each other, whipping furniture, and it just it felt like a real fight. The, hmm, <laughs> I wouldn't say that. The layout was good. 
The intensity was good. These guys yes. tried their asses off, but it just didn't work for me. It just didn't work for me. It looked too fake. It looked too, Fair. too. It looked too fake. That's exactly what it was. And you know my okay. stuff, my my whole thing in wrestling, right? Waiting for the next spot. And I feel like they did this too much. There was a lot of, oh, let me set this up while this guy puts himself in position. Let me, you know, do this and do that. I just thought that it was too campy. I was also I was also gonna say campy. Um, it was just too much of that. Too much waiting. Looked too fake. Looked too rigged. Didn't feel uh, at times, at times, like an actual fight but when they got in the middle of stuff it looked good i'm so torn on this match and i think i i had so much expectations for this one and i'm not talking about you know uh kemp's brother showing up i'm just talking about in general because i really think these two are tremendous talents i'm trying not to shit on this match but this was the low point of the show for me um one other thing when you throw chairs please make sure that you throw it to your opponent and not randomly hitting your opponent and then dodging onto the crowd, which happened a few times in this match. Yeah, it, it was. <laughs> the crowd was in some danger yeah. in this show. It was the uh, danger zone for some of the for this crowd. <laughs> That's how you uh, maybe get it ants. Didn't, <laughs> uh, okay, so maybe it didn't look like a fight, but it had the intensity yes. of a fight, and that's what I liked in this match. To me, it, it carried it through. But I will, I will accept your uh, general hatred for this match. I wouldn't say you hatred. Say it was, you said yeah, it was worse than the haunted house. <laughs> yeah, I would say hatred. Also, right. fourteen minutes, eleven seconds went longer than the casket match. Crazy to me. You can't prove that. I want. I, I'm gonna have to fucking sit there with a stopwatch myself. I did not time this show, but that's crazy to me. The casket match felt twice as long to me, but that's because I enjoyed this. I was really into it, and obviously you were less into it than I was. So yeah, talk about the finish, and then I will give it a rating. Julius Thelifted Kemp powered on them onto the stretcher, into the stretcher, not onto into the stretcher. Julius hit Damon in the hand with a steel chair. Julius then dragged Damon into the ambulance, closed the door, got the win. Everyone is happy. Um, yeah, that was that was a thing. It just, it just, I don't know. It just didn't click for me. It didn't click. Yeah, well, I, wanted, like I wanted to like this match so much. Yeah. So here's a, here's a here's a perfect example I think of what you're talking about. So there's an awesome spot here near the end where Julius is in the ambulance and uh, Damon Kemp is slamming the door on his fingers and Julius is basically sacrificing his hands to keep his brother's job to make sure that Brutus Creed does not get fired from NXT for his loss here, right? That is the stipulation after all. But Julius doesn't sell his fingers. The announcers don't tell you that he's sacrificing his hands. It was just a thing they did. So there was some great stuff here. That was a really cool idea, but they could have made so much more out of it. You know what I mean? And yeah, I, I understand what you're saying, but I, overall I would still say this was a, this was a good match in my eyes. I, I liked it a lot. Yeah. Look, I, I, I know that it was like, I know that it was, but I just, it, I just like, to me, it just didn't click. And I hate the fact it bothers me. The fact that I want to like this, I wanted to like this. I was, but I just didn't. Nah, man. Well, hey, that, that yeah, you don't have to force yourself to oh, like anything. Forcing, and they, I ain't forcing they shit will, out of yeah. myself. Um, <laughs> they will have other matches. I'm sure they will be just as good. But yeah, I'm going. I'm going to go as high as three and a half. Great Pumpkins, Charlie Brown. How many less stars would you give this one? I would give this one the Mendoza line. 
right on the line too. Two and a half. I, and that half. is so. Yeah, two and a half is our Mendoza line. So yes, uh, we 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 disagree greatly on this one. I thought I thought they worked hard and it was a lot of fun. All right. This, okay, this next part made me laugh so hard. Not because of what happened. It, it, had, it was a simple camera shot, but it was my nephew's comment that made me die. All right. The ambulance drove away from the performance center while Alba Fire and Manny Rose's SUV drives up. Now, I like that. Okay. My nephew turns to me. He's like, that was dangerous. The ambulance lights were on. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. It's an excellent point. That's true. What was? What were they doing? <laughs> That's not how you're supposed. Go to, to the drive. side. Slow down. Stop. <laughs> great call. Great call by nephew Angular. Yeah, this is what I mean. Like just something so simple. <laughs> like it just uh, your mileage varies on everything. Anyways, that that's so funny because because when I saw that, I was like, oh, that was a clever little shot, but that makes so much sense. I don't know why I didn't draw that conclusion. What are you doing? Fucking driving, girl. That's an ambulance. Pull over. Yep. All right. And probably one of those, you know, a lot of people are going to have different opinions on this next match. Alba and Mandy brawled into the performance center. Both women brawled to ringside. Alba fire had the upper hand. The ref rang the bell. Both women were alone because the entire haunted house thing we thought was to have toxic attraction out of this match. Let's just talk about the end, and then we'll talk about everything else. All right, there was a huge-ass ref bump, fire dodge Rose's knee, hit Rose with a gory bomb. Uh, the ref didn't count the visual pinfall due to the ref bump. Jane gave fire a cheap shot. Rose hit fire with a kiss from a Rose in seven minutes. And got the win in seven minutes, five seconds. Dude. Dude, dude. Ugh. Let's talk about this. So after all that, after all that wrestle crap fucking horse shite, they just did the same Mandy Rose match they always do with the same distraction. Brutal. Yeah. This felt like a 2010 Eric Bischoff Hulk Hogan era of TNA level of booking. It was just terrible. It was just absolutely just why do it was. Hey, that's exactly you're exactly right about it that. Was by the way. It was overbooked. Like, it was lazy, yeah. and it didn't make sense. And it undid the nonsense that they did previously. It was like a swerve for the sake of a swerve. I don't know, man. Yeah, this was sad. Mandy Rose has been doing awesome work as champion, most improved wrestler of 2022. This was a huge disappointment okay. to me. Huge disappointment. Okay, but let me make this one point. The in-ring between Alba Fire and Mandy Rose, I think, was good, but it was just everything surrounding it that made this match bad. Yes, I'll accept that. It, it, for six and a half minutes, it was pretty good. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, like, but oh, like sorry, you said, just, like this, there, uh, this is gonna make the circumstances the... before, during, and after terrible. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I was gonna make a really bad joke about six and a half minutes and Mandy Rose, but I won't. Um, <laughs> I think he just did. You see how I do that? You see how I say? Oh, I'm not gonna make the joke, but really, I am making the joke. If you think about it a little, fuck. I w I wish we recorded this video just because i've <laughs> anyways go ahead we we, we gotta start recording i bought this webcam homie i'm ready anyway yeah okay we 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 set our piece about this match mandy rose wins due to interference with the v trigger i'm going to david s 
pumpkins out of five. Any questions? Yes, multiple questions. Numerous, so many questions. Why do this at all? You know what they should have done, in my opinion, Boris, is they should have, if they're, if they're going to waste time with this Halloween haunted house uh, business, just put that on the next episode of NXT, which is still before Halloween. You can still do Halloween shit, and they should have just done the match and just done the every Mandy Rose match where she just wins. Because the Halloween, the haunted house, made this even worse, even dumber than it would be had they just done this match. Look, the haunted house of horrors um, <laughs> would have... Would have been bad regardless, but it was the fact that it completely, it was completely negated later on in the show that made this match even worse, right? And I'm not like we're not we haven't even talked about the fact that I'm sure a lot of people speculated and thought this was you know Alba Fire's turn to get the belt and Mandy Rose is going to finally lose. We haven't even touched on that yet. No, I think they might be trying to have Mandy break the record at this point, have her be the greatest NXT women's champion, which would be it would be a choice. It would be a choice. But yeah, honestly, Kaylee Ray, excellent wrestler. Kaylee Ray, the character easily, easily could have been champion. Alba Fire. I don't think she's a world champion. I think she's a silly pyro mid carter. Nah, give it time. Give it time. We'll, we'll I, see. I think we'll Alba see. Fire will win it. I still think Wendy Chu is going to be champion sooner than later. Uh, well, she kind of got out of the pajamas, so I, I, I begrudgingly might accept your terms now. So, yeah. Did you rate this match? Did we rate it anywhere in there? Yes. Two, two David S. Pumpkins. Yeah, you did. yeah, I remember now. All right. Out of five. Braun Breaker with two Ks was shown warming up backstage. Um, So... My brother at this point, he's like, that Braun Breaker guy looks like a Steiner. That's amazing. Good eye. Good eye on you, kid. That was my brother. Yeah, he's your older brother, right? My older brother, yes. Yes, yes. Um, who good. just doesn't really watch NXT at all anymore, right? Anyways, the hardest working reporter in all of professional wrestling, Mackenzie Mitchell, was interviewing Zoe Stark and Nikita Lyons about challenging for the tag titles this Tuesday. Stark talked about how her career almost ended due to injury, and she's excited to challenge for the titles. Idris Anofi and Malik Blade showed up to also talk about how they want to win against Pretty Deadly. Both tag teams left to go watch the main event. Kudos to um, Inofi's sweater vest. Yeah, Anofi sweater vest game remains strong. Do you think either of these teams will win the titles? No, I do not. Maybe, you yeah, know what? Stark and Lions have a better chance, but I don't think they're going to get the belts. No, I think it's way too early, but I do agree. They have a better chance. It is way too early. I could see Pretty Deadly going up to the main roster at any time. So if for that reason, they're liable to lose on a random NXT. Who knows? Any given Wednesday for uh, for those guys, in my opinion. I guess uh, Tuesday. Yep, exactly. All right, main event time. Braun Breaker versus Ilya Dragunov versus JD McDonough for the NXT Championship in a triple threat match. Again, awesome match. I think even awesome is understating how good this match was. Beautiful match. Great way to end the show. Great uh, bookend from the opener and just loved it. Awesome. Awesome toque, my friend. And yeah. Yeah, this match was so good. 
again, similar to the ladder match, we saw things in this match that we've never seen before done in a triple threat, like the Frankensteiner into the sit-down powerbomb. That, that was an excellent spot. Uh, I think, and I'll even cite to you the one that I think it passed, I think we saw the best double German suplex ever in professional wrestling in this match. So the, the spot where someone hooks a German suplex on their opponent and then another opponent comes, hooks the, the suplexer, and he suplexes both guys into a super-duper German suplex, right? So I think the best one ever in wrestling before this match, it was Kurt Angle, Randy Orton, and Rey Mysterio. I believe it was the WrestleMania match where Rey Mysterio wins uh, the World Heavyweight Championship. I think in that one, Kurt Angle suplexes Randy Orton, who is suplexing Rey Mysterio, and Rey Mysterio goes fucking flying. It's crazy. In this match... Uh, it, it is Braun Breaker suplexing Ilya Dragunov, who is suplexing J.D. McDonough. And both Dragunov and McDonough take insane bumps. McDonough especially takes this crazy elevated moonsault bump. This was the greatest double German suplex in the history of professional wrestling. Amazing spot. Yeah. Also, let's talk about the beginning. Like, just to see, even the psychology of this match. The entire... Build up to this match was JD McDonough wanting Ilya Dragunov and Braun Breaker to turn on each other and him just watch, you know, in the corner like a creeper watching these two kick each other's asses. That's exactly what we got. Love the first little sequence of this match uh, when Breaker and Dragunov kept tossing each other aside to get their hands on McDonough. Kudos to Vic Joseph who said, why don't they just work together? Yeah, that actually did make sense. That was a Vic Joseph note. Also, for our uh, Florida listeners out there, the toque that Boris referenced, I just threw on my teal and orange Miami Dolphins toque. Go Fins! And uh, yeah, this was a crazy, crazy match. Uh, worthy of the crowd reaction, the NFL-esque crowd reaction. That was, I was grasping at straws for that uh, that segue there, buddy. I don't think it landed. Please take me uh, out of my misery here and continue. All right, haunted house of horrors. There, <laughs> anyways, that was a, that was our haunted house of horrors segment for the day. <laughs> My nephew, again, lo- this is the first time he's ever seen Ilya Dragunov wrestle. Fell in love with him right away. Says this guy is awesome, but also question how he doesn't have a concussion after every match. It's true, man. Well, his finishing move is a flying running headbutt in storyline. So it's a it's a worthy question. Uh, yeah, we've said it before. He's the new Chris Benoit. Not hopefully it ends better, but just in terms of like, so the intensity that he brings to a wrestling match and when you're watching the opponent of this man, you're, you get the feeling that he's like, it's not just a normal wrestling match. It's not just a normal day in the office. He's got a challenge on his hands. It's not a fight. It's choreographed, but he's got a ball of energy to deal with. And if you don't keep up, you're going to get swallowed whole by Ilya Dragunov. There's a spot. He's been hitting Braun Breaker so hard in this match. And he gets Braun in the corner and Braun kind of shoves him away and gives him a punch like a Charlie horse, like a shoot, like punch to like the thigh. Go watch it. It's near the start middle of this match when 
Dragunov pulls Braun into the corner. Braun kind of punches him in the, in, the, in, the, in the leg. Like, man, you're fucking hitting me very hard, dude. Like, chill out. I'm telling you, he gave him a shot like a Charlie horse. Like, bra, like, whoa, bra. Like, it was like a, it was like a, similar to when Brock Lesnar hit Braun Strowman. When he was like, bro, ease up a little bit. You know what I mean? But that's Ilya Dragunov, man. He comes at you flying 110% every match. He's so entertaining to watch. Yeah, Ilya Dragunov, you went coast to coast. Now. Shades of Shane McMahon, Rob Van Dam. Why did you say Shane McMahon? All right, some WWE <laughs> fans kill me. I'm going to call this out right now. Go on the, just because I like to see what people think about certain things, right? They had a clip of the, of this uh, coast to coast. Everyone is saying, paying homage to Shane McMahon. Now, I don't know whether people were joking or being serious about paying homage to Shane McMahon. Because, like, <laughs> if, oh, man. <laughs> if I was RVD, I'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah, I'd be quite upset. Paying homage to Rob Van Dam, uh, who Shane McMahon was paying homage to. Don't you know? But, yeah, man, that's uh, that's hilarious. That's just uh, people showing their age, too. And also, yeah. ECW was a little more obscure. It just was. Yeah. He did in WWE too, but like, yeah, anyways. Fair. Um, but yeah, Shane McMahon was doing it like fucking a week and a half ago. Shane McMahon was doing it in like 2016 yeah, at least. Exactly. I think I think even more recently. Yeah. This match was awesome. I think these three did an amazing job of making this uh, triple threat believable. You know, by I think the second half of the match had more traditional triple threat isms um you know the the tropes where, you know, there's only two people in the ring uh and it's constantly changing. I was fine with that because that was awesome because at that point, everyone's just trying to get the win, so it's easier to get the win when there's only one person in the ring with you, right? J.D. McDonough, your typical, typical heel, trying to pin everyone at all times, and Eli Dragunov is doing everything in his power to make his career short. <laughs> Absolutely, man, yeah. Like throwing himself off the stairs into flying headbutts into men, just crazy, just <laughs> absolutely insane. JD reverses a revved up lariat into a Spanish fly at ringside. JD takes a chair away from the timekeeper. Uh, Ilya then avoided the chair to the knee, but uh, and then Ilya jumped off the steps to nail JD with a torpedo Moscow. Uh, Ilya sold head pain after this. Um, sure, I don't, I don't know if he was selling, my friends. Uh, Breaker called Ilya a bitch. Breaker Ilya traded stiff forearms. Ilya rallied with alternating forms. Ilya hit Breaker with an enziguri and German suplex. Uh, he then takes down Breaker with a very stiff-looking lariat. Uh, Breaker blocks a torpedo Moscow with a spear to get the clean win in 23 minutes, 50 seconds. Braun Breaker, still your champ. He poses with the belt to close the show. Dude. 23. Yeah. They, they gave every match a lot of time, and I think the casket match is still going on. <laughs> exactly right. Hey, they, they let stuff breathe on this show. Yeah, excellent match. I would bet probably 100 bucks, 1000 bucks that Dave Meltzer and most wrestling fans would rate this match higher than the latter match, just in the way that we all look at wrestling, the technical aspect of wrestling this was a much better technical match than anything else on the show by far but i do think overall 
the ladder match was an all-time classic. I would not, just in the style, in the presentation of that match, I would not call this an all-time classic. It was an arguably great. It was something special. I think it's probably going to make our list at the end of the year, no? I think I think it will. I think it will. We have 122 matches to choose from. Having said that, man, so many good matches. excellent yeah. options. Exactly. Now, let's talk about something. Ilya Dragunov takes the clean pin alone to end the match. J.D. McDonough was not factored into the end. What do you think happens on Tuesday with Braun Breaker? Who's challenging him? Donovan Dijak? I don't know. That's a really good question. Uh, I don't think it hurts Ilya at all because it was such an excellent match and such a hard-fought victory, and he got hit by a by a spear that would have taken down a bull elephant. You know what I mean? So, but it is it is a concern in a way because we have no idea what is next for this man. Maybe they just run back loser leaves town with him and JD. Honestly, at this point, I would pay, I would pair up JD and Ilya. JD can say you dumbass lost the match. Uh, they kind of have their own feud. Would love to see that. And, I, and Breaker can I don't know I don't know is it time for Apollo Cruz? Is it Cameron Grimes? Like what's going on? Like I don't know. I really don't know. Might be time for Apollo Cruz. That's a really great shout. Apollo did get this win. He could beat Grayson clean once and for all and then move up to the main event. I think that would be all right. But yeah, so I'm going to go four and a quarter pumpkin seeds out of five. Underrated snack, Boris. And uh, I do like uh, I do like this match to show up on our list. I think this was a damn fine wrestling match, an absolute banger, but not an all-time classic in the style like the opener was. So overall, overall, the show was good. I really enjoyed it. Matt, I'm going to put you in the spot. How would you rate the show out of five? Ooh, uh, three. Three out of five. Because the hits were the hits were really hitting hard. But boy, there was some just, just nonsense, some terrible, baffling, horrible decisions and segments. So yeah. three out of five. Overall a win. But then, oh boy, there were some valleys. There were some peaks and some valleys, boy howdy. Oh, there were. There really were. Uh, I, I agree with you 100% on all of that, man. Um Overall, I enjoyed the show. It was a nice way to spend Saturday evening close to Halloween. Halloween Havoc 2022. Good times. What else yes. can we honestly say about this show? Go check out the opener for sure. Go check out the main event for sure. I recommend the ambulance ma- match. Sounds like Boris does not. And I also recommend if you like to laugh at professional wrestling, watch Alba Fire's Fun House, a.k.a. the House of Horrors. Boris, House of Horrors. Horrors. <laughs> house of the Daddy, the horror. Daddy DeVito House of Horrors. <laughs> uh, anytime we can reference Danny DeVito, it's awesome. Good way to close the show out, I think. So check out BAM tomorrow night. We got a big one. I gotta finish up, tidy it up, but we have a top Toronto matches list. I think it's gonna be a top 34 to shout out Austin Matthews and with six matches off the post. Yeah, what else can we honestly say? Uh, Thank you for listening. If you're listening to us on the free feed, give us a shot on the Patreon. Uh, We are gearing up for the best and worst of 2022, and you have a vote if you're a patron in either November or the month of December. Uh, We will be sending out uh, the ballot early November, and we'll resend it in December for the December patrons uh, with kind of like a early December deadline. So if you're going to 
want this, you probably want to join in November to give yourself a lot of time uh, kind of prepping that bad boy. And that's going to be a fun little uh, show because it's, I think it's the it's my favorite show of the year. That's for sure. Um, Patreon dot com slash snme radio that's where you go to sign up for the patreon uh, again thank you for listening it means a lot to us matt thank you for everything it's it's, it's always a pleasure it's a fun show we're coming back at you december 10th with one of these specials uh that is when the next premium live event is happening and i guess we're going to be pretty busy that day now yeah, because there's also a Rang of Honor show, which we were going to cover. And now I don't think we can right away. We'll figure out the whole Ring of Honor NXT split. But yeah, we are still NXT talk. We are covering NXT mostly on this program. I am going to miss the next at least one week or two, picking up some extra shifts at work. Boris is going to take the helm on NXT talk. And from there, we'll figure it out. But thank you all very much for listening. He's Matt. <laughs> I'm Boris. Stay tranquilo, especially you, Matt. You need to be a little more tranquilo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.